Today we continue in our series, Stranger Things, Navigating the Unexpected. And we encounter Jesus on this Ascension Sunday, speaking with the disciples, reminding them about who they are, what they've been taught, and what they are to do in response to their ministry with Jesus. So Ascension Sunday is the Sunday in which Jesus is caught up in the fulfillment of the scriptures that the son will sit at the right hand of the father becomes fulfilled. And before Jesus ascends, he has some last few words of wisdom, of comfort and of expectation for his disciples. So here now these words from the Gospel of Luke, the 44th chapter through the 53rd verse, the Gospel of Luke, chapter 24, verses 44 through 53. And I'm reading from Eugene Peterson's translation of the Bible called The Message. Then Jesus said, Everything I told you while I was with you comes to this. All the things written about me in the law of Moses, in the prophets and in the Psalms have to be fulfilled. Jesus went on to open their understanding of the word of God, showing them how to read their Bibles this way. He said, you can see now how it is written that the Messiah suffers, rises from the dead on the third day, and then a total life change through the forgiveness of sins is proclaimed in his name to all the nations, starting from here, from Jerusalem. You're the first to hear it and see it. You are the witnesses. What comes next is very important. I am sending what my father promised to you. So stay here in the city until he arrives, until you are equipped with power from on high. He then led them out of the city over to Bethany, raising his hands. He blessed them and while blessing them, made his exit being carried up to heaven. And they, they were on their knees worshiping him. They returned to Jerusalem, bursting with joy. They sent all their time in the temple, praising God. Yes. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Lord, here we are to worship. Here we are to bow down. Here we are to say that you are indeed our worthy and our holy God. We have come to praise you and to bless your holy name. And God, we have come with our arms outstretched, expecting a word from you. So speak, Lord. 
for your servants are listening. Blow a fresh wind and a fresh fire through each and every one of us, O oh God. So that you might open our hearts and our minds and our souls to receive the word that you have for us today. So take this, your servant, and hide her behind that old rugged cross so that everything that is said and everything that is done comes straight from you, O oh God. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. Witnesses. Witnesses are a need and a reality in our lives when we need someone to express that they observed what we say happened in a situation. We have witnesses in a court of law who describe what they have seen in the commission of a crime. We have witnesses to car accidents. We have spectators too. Spectators drive by and create a bottleneck just because they are very curious about what is going on and they need to know what is happening. But witnesses, witnesses stop, they pull over, they make sure everything's okay, and they make sure that they provide a way that they can be contacted in the future should they need to respond or share what they have seen. We're, we're witnesses to very many things in life these days. We are witnesses to the joy of children growing up. We are witnesses to the uh, difficulty of translating our usual society of being together into the, our current society of distancing from one another. We are witnesses to how people's lives are being affected and how people's lives are being changed in this coronavirus season. We are witnesses to so much. And we're not witnesses just for the sake of standing around, just because we're here, just because we happen to be around in this lifetime. No, we are witnesses so that we can respond through the love of God. In the Netflix series, Stranger Things, three friends are witnesses to the destruction of a monster. They are witnesses to the return of their friend from the upside down. They are witnesses to a shift in life, a life change, a life transformation. And because they are witnesses to these things, their lives are never the same. You see, a spectator is unaffected by what he or she sees. They may feel a sudden uptick in happiness or a sudden low in unhappiness, but it passes, it moves on. There is no long-term effect. But a witness, 
A witness life is forever change. They can never unsee what they have seen. They can never unexperience what they have experienced. They can never be the same because a witness is involved in such a way that their situation results in either trauma or joy. But witnesses are deeply affected by what they see. And what they experience. The disciples of Jesus became witnesses to a very, very special opportunity. They got a front row seat to witness the ministry of Jesus Christ, to see the Messiah put hands on people and heal people and raise them from the dead, multiply loaves and fishes to feed the people. They saw extraordinary things and their lives were completely changed by what they witnessed. And then after. They witnessed the death, resurrection of the Messiah. They also witnessed this risen Messiah to come and remind them who they are and whose they are and that their journey with the Messiah Jesus has not been for fun. <laughs> it has been to change lives, to transform lives and their responsibility is to spread the word. Did you hear the scriptures this morning? Just before Jesus was caught up into the heavens, he said to them, everything I told you while I was with you boils down to this. Everything that was written about me has come to pass. It is true. It has been fulfilled. And I'm going to teach you a new way to understand these things. Now that hindsight is 2020, I will open your minds so that you might understand the word of God in a new and different and fresh way. And then he said to them, now you understand. What the scriptures say when they say that the Messiah will suffer. That the Messiah rises from the dead and on the third day. And. That because of the suffering, death and resurrection of the Messiah, a total life change, a total, a complete, a Full 100% life change comes because of the forgiveness of sins. And that forgiveness of sins only comes in the name of Jesus. So their job 
is now to spread the good news that what God has said God is going to do has now been done. It is finished. It is complete. And the rest of the world is to respond to that through repentance and forgiveness of sins. Jesus did all the work. We get all the benefit. We get to stand on the sidelines and see what is going on and try to avoid coronavirus. But Jesus is the one who receives these people into life eternal. Jesus is the one who ensures safe passage for those who die. Jesus is the one who transforms the lives of those who live. Jesus is the one who makes sure that we can keep waking up and putting our head up and putting one foot in front of another because Jesus lives. We can face tomorrow. And because these disciples witnessed the life, the suffering, the death, the resurrection and the ascension of Christ Jesus. We get to live the abundant life that Christ has promised. You know, Jesus said to the disciples, he said, you're the first to hear and see this. You're the witnesses. Now go and tell the good news. But first, first, most importantly, critically, stay here until the gift that my God has promised you, the gift that my father has promised you comes upon you. Stay here until you receive the power from on high. Stay here and receive what I have for you. And then <laughs> after telling them to stay, Jesus, he, he carried the people out of, out of the city to Bethany. You remember Bethany, <laughs> the, the place that Jesus gathered many times where he set up camp before entering Jerusalem. And so many things have happened in Bethany. They returned to Bethany. And their friend, their brother, their confidant, their savior is caught up into the heavens while he was blessing them. You know, witnesses have three differences from spectators. First of all, witnesses have a purpose. 
They exist to do a job. They exist to bear to the truth that something that has happened actually happened. They exist to proclaim life change. They exist to proclaim that Christ is Christ has died. Christ is risen and Christ will come again. They exist to tell the good news that we can now have abundant life, that we don't have to sit on the sidelines and just mope and be weary because things aren't going our way. The witnesses in the apostles and the witnesses of the power of God right now have a purpose to tell the rest of the story, to tell the good news. So that all the rest of us can keep on keeping on putting one foot in front of another and expecting this abundant life that Christ has promised us. So witnesses have purpose. Witnesses have responsibility. You don't get to just witness a traffic accident and go on about your way. No, you have to show up for court and testify to what you saw. You have a responsibility to respond to the experience that you've been in. The witnesses of the ascension of Jesus being caught up in the heavens have a responsibility to tell the story of Jesus and tell it in such a way that people will expect total life transformation and that they don't have to be ashamed of what is in their past and they don't have to be ashamed of what might be in their future because God has proclaimed forgiveness of sin and Jesus name and that means we are set free so witnesses have a purpose witnesses have a responsibility and witnesses are forever changed you can't witness something like God being called up into heaven and be the same you can't witness something like sitting at the bedside of someone who the doctors say is not going to make it and praying and expecting for God's healing. And then they make a total recovery on this side of glory. You cannot be the same if you experience a life changing moment. Spectators have no responsibility. They have no purpose other than to have fun, scream a little. And they're certainly not forever changed. But witnesses, witnesses, change the course of other people's lives because their lives have been changed. Today's New York Times front cover has one story and one story only on it. It has one headline. It reads like this. 
U.S. deaths near 100,000, an incalculable loss. And the subtitle says they were not simply names on a list. They were us. The New York Times scoured thousands of obituaries and named 1,000 people here who have lost their lives to the coronavirus. They say this is just 1% of those peoples whose lives have been changed. 1% who are treated like numbers. 1% whose names and families and lives have been boiled down into a single word. Coronavirus. But friends, we are witnesses to this. We are witnesses to a hundred thousand people losing their lives because of a virus that we thought we ought to be able to control. Witnesses have a purpose. Witnesses have a responsibility and witnesses are forever changed. The apostles, when Jesus was caught up and they were witnesses to the ascension, their response was to go back to Jerusalem to hunker down in the temple and praise the name of Jesus. They rejoiced because they knew that their life would never be the same. And then once they received the power from on high, spoiler alert from next week, they carried on with the responsibility of their witness. So my question for you today, witness, what is your purpose? How will you carry out your responsibility? And what will you do with your total Life change to be continued. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, we pray. Amen.